Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. A few weeks ago, the pastor invited me to do a part two to the one I preached several weeks ago. Uh, who can remember what I preached about several weeks ago? Huh? Baggage or luggage? Baggage or luggage? Baggage or luggage? It said that every decision you make brings with it its baggage. Every decision. And I did bring the luggage. It's hidden behind there. Because that's the nature of life. That's the nature of life. If, if you make a decision, it brings luggage with it. And sometimes the luggage is not positive, depending on the type of decision you make. You can't make a negative decision and have positive luggage. True or false? Amen. Amen. So every decision we make brings us luggage. And that was part one a few weeks ago. And now we continue with part two. And part two says that this thing is sort of shaking. That God, all the challenges that you've ever faced, all the difficulties, how many of you have ever faced challenges? All of you. All the challenges you have faced, regardless of the source, regardless of the source, that God is able and willing to use those challenges to allow you to sense his attributes, his nature, all the challenges can be designed by God to help you to understand his nature, his nature. You say, well, but, but Bishop, I had some bad experiences. If God allowed them, if God allowed them, then he was present when it was happening. If God allowed them, he was present when those things were taking place. Now, I look back at my own life, and you know my story. I got saved at age 11, became active in the church at age 11, became the pastor's helper at age 11. And that was my passion. But my whole family was Roman Catholic. And Roman Catholic doctrine is that if you go to a non-Catholic church, that's a major sin. And if you die, you're going straight to hell. Mm. My family believed that because that's what a Roman Catholic church taught. So they were concerned about me going to this church of God, which they call Wayside, <laughs> and talking about being saved. And they were very upset because I, began, I had a passion I was the pastor's helper. He made me his helper at age 11. And so I had an, an appetite for God, to serve God, to please God. And I was, at age 14, I was put out of our home. My mother says, you, all you have in mind is church, and church can't get you anywhere, so leave this house. And I was actually put out. And I had 
across my back a pillowcase with all of my personal belongings, including my Bible and my hymn book. And I remember going and sitting on the grass. Now, if you were 14 years old and you were put out of your home, what would come to your mind? What would come to your mind? What would you, what would you, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? What else? Where am I going to go? Pardon me? What am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? What else? What would come to your mind? Pardon me? Fears. 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 I'm 14. I'm homeless. All of my belongings in a pillowcase across my back. What would you think about? What would cross your mind? Pardon me? Where will I go? What will I do? But you know what the only thing that crossed my mind that day? It was a hymn. All the way my Savior leads me, what have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy, who through life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divine despair, here by faith in him to dwell. For I know what here befalls me. Jesus doeth all things well. For I know what here befalls me. Jesus doeth all things well. I was 14. How could I have sung a hymn like that at age 14 with all of my earthly possessions in a, in a pillowcase? The way you face your challenges depends on how deep your roots are in God. The way you face life's challenges reveal, reveal the depth of your roots in God. I was absolutely convinced that God would take care of me. Amen. And now as I've come to this particular point, I don't blame my mother for putting me out. Because I know that God was right there standing at that moment when she put me out. And that God knew the end from the beginning. And he knew how I would end up by journey, by virtue of that experience. Sometimes we blame people, not realizing that God may very well be allowing people yes. to work in your behalf, even though it's sung so contrary. Contrary. Painful. I've experienced pain. I know it's like to be homeless. But the thing that has kept me all these decades was the assurance I had in God. That he was my refuge, he was my strength, he would protect, he will defend, he will preserve. And he's still doing it to this day. Still doing it. There is nothing that can confront you that God can't fix 
but he doesn't fix it the way you want it done. <laughs> he fixes it the way he wants it done because he knows what he wants to accomplish in your life and my life. And all of us will face challenges. All of us will face difficulties. All of us will have perplexities in our lives and disappointments. The question is, how do we handle them? How do we handle them? And at what point, how many years would it take before you figure out, no, God can help me in this? And not just he can help me in this, but where's God, by the way? Where's God? He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Therefore, whatever happens to you, God is right there on the spot if you take the time to recognize his presence. If you take the time. Sometimes we, we, we get this pity, pity party, you know. Uh, so if you just take the time to recognize his presence, he is present and he is working out a purpose for you. Because nothing really happens without his knowledge and without his ability to work it for your good. Nothing. 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 My mother's putting me out was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I was her last child, yet I had four other brothers. I was her last child, and I'm glad she gave birth to me, and I'm glad she put me out. Because I would never have become who I am. I would never have become who I am. And so don't, don't cry and you know, make a fuss because something happens that you don't like. Allow God to work his purposes out in it. Things happen to God's son that Jesus didn't like. Do you think Jesus enjoyed the cross? No. He didn't enjoy the cross when they were putting nails in his hands and nails in his feet. No, he didn't enjoy it. But he paid the price because he had a bigger purpose in mind. Are you there? He had a much, much bigger purpose in mind. So let's continue. Let's continue. Um, four to year, four to one years ago, four to one years ago, when God called Pastor Hyacinth and me to um, leave the High Street Church of God, where we were pastoring for a number of years and to start New Covenant, he gave us two directives. Two directives, and, and I have to admit that those two directives troubled me, troubled me. The first directive was that we would ask no one from my former church to join us. You've heard me say that. No one, ask no one. Now, uh, the fact that I'm human, I asked two persons. <laughs> I asked a musician, Sister Betty McCullough, to pray about whether the Lord would lead her to join us. And I asked Brother Gibbons Roan, who was in charge of Christian education, to pray, see if God would lead him to join us. And then they both came back and said they didn't feel God was leading them to join us. But before they came back, Pastor Heisen said, 
Honey, you just disobeyed God because he said, ask no one. He says, ask no one. So I asked two. And both came back and said they didn't feel God was directing them. And I got the message. I got the message. Um, the second thing God directed us is that as you start this new church called New Covenant Church of Philadelphia, do not ever discuss salary. Don't ever discuss salary. It is now 41 years, and I have never discussed salary. I have never come to the board to discuss salary. For 41 years, we never knew what our income would be. We never knew what our income would be. Because the Lord who, saw, who told us not to discuss salary also said, I will provide. I will provide. And God has been providing these 41 years through the love offering system. And I've never asked. I've never asked. I've never asked. God just provides. God keeps his word if you understand it. If you understand it. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all. You can ask her even think. All you can ask and all you can think. All you can ask, all you can think. You can't even think high enough to reach what God can do. All you can ask, all you can think, he's able, 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 he's able. And by the way, he doesn't just do it because of you. He does it for you in spite of you. He does it for you in spite of you. God loves me in spite of me. In spite of, in spite of. That's the nature of God. That's why God is love. It is his dominant characteristic to love. It's all love. And he loves us in spite of ourselves. As a matter of fact, God loves you more than you love you. Because sometimes you get sick and tired of you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Sometimes you get sick and tired of you. God loves you in spite of you, and God loves me in spite of me. So I've never, I've never, you know, I remember the first day when New Covenant's first service began. We were up a Broad Street, for those of you who remember. By the way, how many of you are pioneers? How many pioneers do we have here today? Just stand for a moment. Those who were with us in the very, 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 very beginning. Yes. Give them a hand, please. Give them a hand. 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 And then there's a second group of people when we were trying to buy this campus 30 years ago. I saw the campus. I found it was for sale. And I made the decision that we'll buy it. 
And I called the board of elders, showed it to them, and I said, we'll buy it. And every single person reminded me, reminded me that we don't have any money. <laughs> we don't have any money. How are we going to buy a 44-acre campus in the city? We don't have any money. And then the Lord gave me an idea to ask how many, to say to them, to the group, Pastor Heinz says, now I have prepared to mortgage our home. You remember that? Yes. And how many of you are willing to mortgage your home so we can buy this campus and we promise you, you will never lose? And we had a number of persons who mortgaged their homes. Mortgaged their homes, a 30-year mortgage on their homes. Amen. And God enabled us to pay off those 30-year mortgages, how fast? In four years. Four years. Wow. Amen. I remember that. Four years. Four years. You burned the mortgage in four years. Four years. God is not just good, he's great. Amen. The problem is we haven't yet learned to trust him. We haven't yet learned to trust him. We had a men's meeting the other day, and one day, the, the pastor of New Covenant, Pastor High Street, was reminding the group of an illustration that I made a number of years ago. I called a child up to the platform, and I stood right here, and I said, Jump. I'll catch you. And that child jumped, and I caught her. And then I got, I got an older person, not an old person, but an older person <laughs> than the child, a few years older, and took that person to the same spot. And I said, jump, and I'll catch you. She said, no, no. What was the difference? The difference was the first one trusted me. And she jumped. I could have caught the second one, but she didn't trust me to catch her. She didn't, catch, didn't trust me to catch her. And sometimes we find ourselves talking about God without trusting him to do exceeding, abundantly, above all we can ask and all we can think. What would happen if we can learn to trust God in every situation? Amen. What would happen if we can just learn to trust Him, just believe beyond the shadow of love? God is in this. God is in everything because He's God. There can be no place where God isn't, no situation where He's absent. If he's absent, he's not God. God cannot be absent. He's God. And what would it take for you and me to really trust him with our lives, with our journeys, with our futures? What would it take? 
honestly believe, to honestly believe God is able. I'm 14. I'm out. I've put out. I'm homeless. And the first thing that comes to my mind is a hymn, All the Way My Savior Leads Me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy, who through life has been my guide? Heavenly beast, divine discomfort, here by faith in him to dwell, for I know whatever befalls me. Jesus doeth all things well. I hate to say it, but to me, that proved that my roots were deep in the soil of God. And over the decades, all the challenges that I have faced, my family has faced, God's allowed us, our roots, to be down in the soil. When we were trying to buy this campus, apart from the money, because only we knew we didn't have any money, but there's a group in the community who says, we will never allow them to buy that. We will never allow them to buy that. Never. And when they found out that we bought it, it says, how did we allow them to buy that? <laughs> how did we allow them to buy it? 44 acres with all these buildings. How did we allow them? It's not you, it's not we, it's God. If I can just dramatize that in your mind. God, my friends, my loved ones, I love you very much. I want you to understand and believe that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above everything we can ask and think. He's able. He's able. If God is able, should we be thinking small thoughts? Should we be thinking only what we could afford? No. 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 Because I'm serving a God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. So why not trust him with big ideas, with big dreams? Big dreams, big dreams, big dreams, big dreams, big dreams. Someone asked me, why did you have to buy a campus of 44 acres and, and 15 historic buildings? Why did you have to do that? I said, it was up for sale. <laughs> Somebody's going to buy it. Somebody's going to buy it. It was up for sale, that's all. That's the only reason I bought it, it was up for sale. Up for sale. It was up for sale. That's the only reason. I want to encourage you. Give God a chance to blow your mind. One of the beautiful things I appreciated with Pastor Hyacinth is her willingness to take the risks of faith with me and my taking risks of faith with her. It gave us a bond together. Um, when I first, before I met her, as a matter of fact, I was in Bible College for four years, and I was pastoring a church in Trinidad, 
and Marabella. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it very, very much. And um, they sent me a letter from Guyana to come back and pass the two churches. I didn't want to go. I did not want to go. And I prayed about it, and the Lord spoke to me. And he said, as soon as you go, no, as soon as you obey and go, I will show you your wife. Wow. As soon as, as soon as, as soon as. And so when he said that, I became interested in going back. <laughs> and within, within four weeks of my return, I met her. I met her within four weeks. Not only did I meet her, I proposed. And she said, she said, you talk of marriage? I just met you four weeks ago. <laughs> I just met you four weeks ago. You talk of marriage. And then she added something which caught my attention. She said, I cannot discuss marriage with you. You'd have to write to my father and ask permission to marry me. And if my father says yes, it's yes. And if my father says no, it's no. Wow. I, was, I became convinced that I now met the right woman because she was under authority. If our father says yes, it's yes. If our father says no, it's no. You mean if your father says no, even though you love me, it's still no? If my father says no, it's no. Now, how many of you here last week when when Reverend Andrew read the letter her father wrote to me. I wrote him a letter asking for his daughter's hand in marriage. And he wrote several letters to several friends of his trying to figure out my luggage. <laughs> what, what luggage am I bringing into his daughter's life? And what luggage am I bringing into his family? Because everybody has luggage. Everybody has luggage. Every decision has luggage. And every experience you've ever encountered has luggage. What, what is he bringing into the family? Who, who is this young man? You just met him, you talk about marriage. He's checking out my luggage. Checked out my luggage. And then, several years later, because we were engaged for several years, we got married. After my luggage was thoroughly <laughs> checked out. Thoroughly. But you know, two things impressed me the most. Two things. One is that God had spoken to me. God had spoken to me. And the second thing that convinced me the most, secondly, secondly, was when she said, you'll have to get permission from my father. I said, a woman who is subject to her father who honors her father will honor me. A woman who would honor her father will honor me. 
And her father said to her at one time, he said, but, but you never even told me you loved this man. You asked my, he asked my permission, but you never told me you loved him. And she said, I love him. But even though she loved me, her father was determined to check my luggage. <laughs> because there are times when luggage is more powerful than love. Amen. Yes. Wow, wow. Say that again. There are times when luggage is much more powerful than love. Because many people have loved persons, but when the luggage came along, they figured out, uh-uh, God isn't in this anymore. <laughs> am, I right? am I right? Oh, no, 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 no. I thought God was in this, but uh, he just moved out. God just moved out. <laughs> God just moved out of the situation when you saw the luggage. We all have luggage. Every decision we make brings luggage. Every experience we have brings luggage. And it is as we understand the significance of those experiences and the luggage that we can have victory in our lives. Our lives. Let me share with you a number of storms. How many of you have had some storms that you've experienced some storms in your life? Major storms, major storms, major storms. Now, let me give you the rule. Let me give you the rule. You know what the rule is? Two sentences. <laughs> That's the rule, two sentences. Two sentences, two sentences. Um, think about if, it's, if you're comfortable to identify a storm that you've experienced, a challenge, major challenge, if you're comfortable. But you can say it in how many minutes? Two minutes. Two, uh, two sentences, not minutes. And um, someone will bring the mic. And I'm instructing the persons with the mic. If you go beyond, not to give you the mic, the person will hold the mic. But if you go beyond two sentences, the person will walk away with the mic. Fair enough? Fair enough? Can you think of a major challenge you experienced at some point in your life? Don't tell us how you handled it yet, but just, I did. I did experience a major challenge. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Why don't you stand if you did? And who has the mic? Just take it. Just, just two sentences. Two sentences. Two sentences. Two sentences. I lost my job after Pardon? Lost my job. You lost your job. 21 years with the company. Wow, you lost your job. Lost your job. And what else did you see in that sentence? 21 years what? 21 years with the company. With the company. Wow. Now that's major, isn't it? I said stand. If you have something, stand. <laughs> okay. Two sentences. I'll do it in one. Kidney uh, failure. Kidney failure. Kidney failure. A, a medical, medical crisis. Medical crisis, yes. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. Could you get him? Now, if you don't stand, I'm not coming in your direction. I, I was told that I wasn't going to live past 2006 from a tumor that crushed my pituitary gland. 
I'm still here. Okay, you were told that you were passed from a tumor that what? Crushed my pituitary gland. Crushed you, wow. And how long ago was that? Excuse me. How, how? That was 1999 to 2003. 1999 to 2003. And you're still around, right? <laughs> 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 the, two, the three persons over there. Good morning. In the last six months, uh, my car got totaled. One of my rental properties got burned down. My son broke his collarbone. My father is on his deathbed, and I was just in an accident three days ago. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And, and you, you're holding on to God. Yes, this morning I heard I needed to be here, and I needed to hear his word, because I'm trying to figure out why it's happening. Yeah, you're, you're holding on to God because there's nothing else to hold on to. Okay, this person here, the mic. Okay, the, the person in the back, you know, he stood late. <laughs> they both stood late, but I'm giving them a chance. One, two sentences. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm a four -time Loudly so we can all hear you. I'm a four-time cancer survivor. Praise God. The full-time what? Praise God. Cancer survivor. Full-time cancer survivor. Full and the last, the last treatment I had, they said I would have to get a stem cell transplant. You're still around, trusting the Lord. Yes. And the, the, loudly so I can hear you. I've suffered from um, childhood trauma, but I'm still here. Oh, childhood yes. trauma. Childhood, childhood trauma. Childhood. Childhood trauma. Diagnosed metastatic cancer in 2011, but I'm still standing. Amen. Okay. Childhood trauma. Everybody is dealing with something. Everybody. Everybody is dealing with something. Because knowing the Lord doesn't remove you from dealing with something. Yes, my dear. No, 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 no. <laughs> Two sentences, loudly. How God brought me through immigration problems and work it out without lawyers. Like, even the lawyers couldn't do anything. But God worked it out, and I'm a citizen. Yes. Okay. God worked out her immigration problem. The doctors couldn't, the lawyers couldn't handle it. But God worked it out, and she's a citizen now. Where, where's my mic person? Right over here. Two sentences. <laughs> my mother suddenly being diagnosed with cancer and nine months to live and my making the decision to leave my home, my job, everything, and just trust God for two years with her. Hmm. Hmm. And she's still around? God spoke, and he said, your mother has a minimum of 10 more years. It's all up to her, and she lived for 12 wow. after that. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Um, They're working you hard, very hard today, aren't they? Being shot at, um, being shot 
being shot yeah, at, um, at mm -hmm. I've forgotten the word now, sorry. Point, thank you. Being shot at point blank range and learning the character of God and learning the character of my help, my fiance at the time. Wow, being <laughs> shot, being shot. Point blank range. And you're still here. Still here. Still here. Still here. Who is that? No, 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 that did, did he stand up before? No, he didn't stand up before, but, 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 but since he's one of my um, best, 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 best friends. <laughs> Go ahead, two sentences. I had my right kidney removed. They thought it was cancerous, but after testing, it was benign, and I have been with one kidney for 13 years. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, okay. My dear, no, 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 no. Was she, was she standing? Were you here standing? Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You probably need two mics. <laughs> Loudly so we can all hear you. I went about 30 years ago, I went through 20 hours of brain surgery. And I'm still not on any medication, and I'm 87 years old. Wow. 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 Is, is this encouraging you? That regardless of what you may have to face, that God is able? Is this encouraging you? Wow. Wow. Who's next? Let me come closer so I can interpret, I can he repeat what you're saying. He lost his ability to talk. He lost but his ability. Worse than that, he lost his naval career. That I trained for. That I trained for. For over 15 years. 15 years. You trained for a naval, for a naval, naval career. career. And lost your voice because of cancer. Yes. And you still have a ministry. And you're writing a book. No, sometimes, sometimes people get so sorry for themselves and they miss opportunities. Just sitting there so sorry for myself. God is still able to do something with your life regardless of where you are and what happened to you. He's able to do it. Okay, who has... She's coming. Uh-oh. But she can run. <laughs> a man shot at me, and I saw my angel, protective angel, cock the gun. Could you repeat that, please, so I can get it? Clearly? That's the only way I'll get to it. A man shot at me at point blank, point blank range, and the angel, my protective angel, cocked the gun. Ooh, now, let me explain. the shot. So, mm. Now we got you. We got you. The protective angels. Yeah, but, but, but I always thought it was that he changed 
his mind, but he wanted to kill me. The man didn't change his mind. No, it was the angel. The angel stopped the gun. Right. He put wow. Wow, come right through. Huh. Stick close to me because you're going to... Huh. She's, she's going to well exercise at the end of this service. <laughs> two more persons. Two more persons. Who stood? Some, I have a person stood on this side. Okay. Hi. Um, I lost my daughter and my mother at the same time. You grow, um, your daughter and your grandmother at the same no, time? My mother. And your mother at the same and time. And my daughter in the same year, a month apart. Same year. That's, that's, that's dramatic. And you're still standing, standing firm, believing the Lord. Wow. Wow. Anyone on this side who stood and we didn't, we didn't see you? Okay. One of the things that the Holy Spirit does, yes, yes. You stood or you're standing now? Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to have to pay her when she's finished, you know. <laughs> I do have a dollar. <laughs> uh, a few years ago, my lungs, Two years ago? A few years ago, my lungs were filled with uh, blood clots. Why don't you stop for a while so I can hear you very clearly. Two years ago, my lungs were filled with blood clots, both of them. Your lungs were filled with blood clots? Yes. I got to the hospital and had a surgery and it took care of everything. Took care of everything. Wow. Wow. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, you can sit for a while. <laughs> the challenges we face, the difficulties we have, the negative experiences that we endure, all bring their luggage. Their luggage. They bring their luggage. And so you have to deal not only with the fact of the experience, but the impact of the luggage on your psyche, on your mind. It is possible for you to be healed and still be depressed with the luggage. It's possible. It's possible. Once you realize that every decision you make and every experience you have brings luggage, then you're better able to handle it. You're better able to handle it. Because the Holy Spirit is using those experiences to help us to capture the, the nature of God. The nature of God. The nature of God. Now, when the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, God said, let us make man. Remember that? Lord. Who is the us he was talking to? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All of us. Let us. Let us. The us. Understanding and remembering the us is important. Because when we miss, when we don't remember the us, we think it's just me. True or false? 
true. You think it's just me? I'm the one going through this. He says, let us make man. Now, now, at that particular point, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were all spirits. There was no Jesus. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were all spirits in heaven. There's no Jesus. Then the Bible tells us man sinned and the sin of Adam and Eve became part of God's luggage. The sin of Adam and Eve became part of God's luggage. The luggage he had to handle and deal with. You're not the only one dealing with luggage. The sin of Adam and Eve created God's luggage. But it was the us together who, was, who were handling that, the us. And a system was developed in the Old Testament through the blood sacrifices to take care of the sin of Adam and Eve and of humanity. But it was just, it was limited. And so the son, who is the son? He's now Jesus, but he wasn't Jesus then. <laughs> he was a spirit. See, Jesus is the man, came as a man. He was a spirit. And the spirit, which we now know as Jesus, said to the Father and to the Holy Spirit, prepare me a body and I'll go down. Prepare me a body. It was his request of the Father and the, Spirit and the Holy Spirit to prepare my body. And so God did that, and that body was born through Mary, huh? where the Spirit came in the flesh, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the, Holy, of the Father. And that spirit, which was with the Father and the Holy Spirit, which became flesh, being born of a man through Mary, he was then able to fulfill the desire he had as a spirit, prepare me a body and I'll go down. I'll go down and die for them. If I have a body, I have to have a body. I can't die as a spirit. Say, so prepare me a body, and I'll go down. I'll go down. And so God prepared my body through Mary, who gave birth to him. And they called his name what? Jesus. Jesus. They called his name what? Jesus. And why was he named Jesus? For he shall save his people from their sins. The Old Testament ceremonies couldn't save you from your sin. But when Jesus came and died on the cross, he came to save us from our sin. And the penalty of our sin and the judgment which would normally come because of our sin. 
He came for that purpose. That's why we have to honor him, yeah. recognize him and his work, yeah. his reason for coming, to save us from the penalty of our sin. How many of you are with me? Are you, are you hearing Amen. me? So I'd like to suggest that every day that we take time to honor Jesus, to honor him, the one who gave up his spirit being and allowed himself to be brought to earth as a human being to share our humanity so he can save us from the judgment of our sin from the judgment of our sin. That was his function. And that's why he died on the cross. And just as humanity, humanity, after God breathed into Adam, the breath of life, man became a living soul, humanity became God's luggage. The cross became Jesus' luggage. Because that's why he came. Am I making sense? Yes. And God had luggage, and Jesus had luggage, and all of us will have luggage. And we have to understand the purpose of that luggage if we handle it correctly. It allowed the Holy Spirit to manifest the nature of God in us. The nature of God in us. The nature of God in us. What are some of the characteristics of God? Love. Love, love is the number one characteristic of God. God is love. God is love. And he loves... Uh, do, do you love you? Yes. You love you? Oh, you love you because he loves you first. That's what the Bible says. He first. <laughs> I mean, she's sharp. <laughs> she loves herself because God loved her first. And God loves all of, loved all of us in spite of us. It's an unconditional love. He loves you. What else? What else is another characteristic of God? Pardon me? Joy. Joy. Joy, God, what's that? Omnipresent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. It, everywhere means that there's nowhere you can be or nothing you can do that can hide from God. Nowhere you can be or nothing you can do that can hide from God. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. I used to be very upset after um, my mother put me out when I was age 14 because she said, the only thing I have on my mind is church, church, church. And I used to um, blame her for having done that. 
But then I realized that when she was doing that, you know where God was? He was right there. He was right, right, right there. She wasn't saved, but God was right there. And God, being right there, knowing my end from my beginning, he knew that this experience would benefit me in the rest of my life. It benefited me. It benefited me. And it's benefiting you. And God was right there. If we can only remember that God is right where you are at any moment. And everything you do, he, he knows the now and the end of it. He does. And that way, he doesn't just know the end and the beginning. He knows the end from the beginning. Is there a difference? He doesn't just know the end and the beginning, but he knew the end from the beginning. See, what we are experiencing as a beginning, God already knows the end. And is all already able to work with you to bring about that end which he has in mind. Because for the believer, nothing happens by accident. Okay, now let's talk. Two sentences. <laughs> Two sentences. I remembered when I was teaching a temple, I just said two sentences. I'd like someone to give me in two sentences something you've captured today. Put your hand up. No, just stand and they'll bring the mic. Something that you have captured today. Two sentences. Think about it first. Think about the two sentences and then you'll stand up. Anyone? Hmm. Oh, thank you, my dear. I was just about to think nobody got anything. <laughs> okay, she's coming with the mic. She's going to hold the mic, and you'll just get the two sentences. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Huh? Uh, I don't need two sentences. It's a word. Trust. Trust in God. Yes, trust. Trust is the key. Trust is the key. Trust is the key. That regardless of what you're experiencing, trust is the key. Do I trust God with my life? That's the key. Truly we are not alone. Truly we are not alone. And we overcome by the word of our testimony. And we overcome. Yeah. We're not alone and we overcome by the word of our testimony, which suggests to me that we need to become more comfortable sharing our testimony. You really need to become more comfortable sharing your testimony because your testimony could be a key to the deliverance of somebody else. Could be a key. And when you share your testimony, don't make it sound as if you were always sanctified. 
Huh? You just had to whip us, didn't you? I, was that? I just had to whip you? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, when you steer, don't give the impression you're always sanctified. I don't know you're normal. You have been normal. Yes. Anyone else? Okay. Okay, go ahead. Loudly, loudly. Look at my time. God is faithful. Pardon me? God, God is, faithful. is faithful. Yes. Even when we're not even when, no, wait, 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 let's go back. God is faithful. He said, even when we're not worthy. May I, may I correct that? God is faithful even though we're not worthy. Because we're never worthy. <laughs> we're never, never worthy. Okay. Okay, Robert, I'm coming to you. Loudly. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, and that I need to trust God with my wildest dreams. Yes, I can tr you can trust God with your wildest dreams because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above anything you can ask or think. You can trust him with your wildest dreams. Okay. Okay, he's next, and then Rob... Um, Robert, okay, go ahead, loudly. One of my favorite passages of the Bible is, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Okay, I didn't hear, could you? Say one of his favorite. One of my favorite passages of the Bible is, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes, one of your favorite passages in the Bible, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never, never, never leave you or forsake you. Yes. You know your, God knows your end from your beginning. Yes. Yeah, you can trust God with your today because he knew your end. He knows your end from your beginning. Excellent, 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 excellent. Okay, I see some hands there. I'm right here. Yes, loudly as I can hear you, please. In my moments of fear, sing it, sing it. With every pain and every tear, there's a God who's been faithful, faithful. to me. Go ahead, go ahead. When my strength was all gone, when my no song. Still in love, God's proved faithful to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every word, every word, His promise is true. Sing it, sing it, sing it. What I thought was impossible, impossible I've seen my God do. Faithful. Faithful. Faithful to me. Looking back, his love and mercy I see. Though in my heart I have questioned 
even fail to believe, yet he's been faithful, faithful to me. Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, hold it one minute. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much for those, thank you very much for those two sentences. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Love it. Okay. Christ being uh, part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost before he became flesh. Well, also says in Proverbs, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge with witty invention. John 22 says, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of the way, before the works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, wherever the earth was. was. Let me explain Christ that. was wisdom in the Word. Let me explain. You're he right. He became the Word when he became flesh, but he was he with was, God. He was with God. That's, that's why the Bible says, God says, let us. Let us. Us make man. That's let us. Right. It was the Father, Son, the Spirit of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Correct. I Correct. always say that. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, we, now, now you had your, you had your two minutes now. You had your two sentences now. No, you can't do that because we have to, we have to move on. Okay, good. Oh, right over here. Right over here. Thank you. Two sentences, please. Oh, why don't you bring her out? Bring her out. Bring her out so we can see her. Okay, loudly. God died on the cross for our sin and he loves us because... Um, Let's start he, over, start over. God died on the cross because for our sin and he loves us and he needs my our spirit. Okay, okay, okay. Now forget, forget the mic, forget the mic. Now tell me what you just said. Okay, God began first. God died. God, God died on the cross for our died sins. Died on the cross for our sins. Our yeah. God, yeah. Jesus died on the cross, and he's now in our, our spirit. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's where he is, in our hearts. And he's made us his temple. Fantastic. Fantastic. Tie your lace in Okay, we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up. Yes. And with bigger dreams, mm -hmm. and that how I handle the crisis exposes where my roots are. Right. How you handle your crisis exposes how your where your roots are. How you handle your crisis reveal how deep your roots are. How deep? Did you? Yes. I need to remember that when I'm confronted with storms and suffering that my Savior did the same thing. Yes, yes, when you, when, you are, when you are confronted with storms and challenges, that you remember that your Savior did the same thing. 
and overcame. And he didn't fall apart. He overcame. And Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross knowing, knowing that he'll be buried. And what else? And he'll rise again. Rise again. Rise again. And sometimes people try to bury us. And they don't know we rise again. <laughs> circumstances does not eliminate God. It reveals God. Oh, circumstances. Circumstances do not eliminate God. They just reveal Him. Just reveal Him. Deacon? This service, the message you brought, is that I'm standing in the presence of God right now. Mm, mm, yes. He's here. He's here. He's here giving insights. He's here giving wisdom. He's here giving discernment. He's here. God is here. God is here. And that's why we come to worship, because he's here. He's here. Okay. One over here. Okay. Little child. Okay. That's my, that's my other special friend. <laughs> Loudly so I can hear you. Nothing is possible for my God. <laughs> that's right. Nothing is impossible for my God. Did you hear what she said? For my God. Nothing impossible for my God. That's, that's the key. That's the key. Okay, you have two over there. If I don't cut this off, they'll keep me here until midnight. <clears throat> we must always remember that God is a present help in time of trouble. God is a, hold the word, God is a present, present help. It's not a help in the future or help tomorrow. He's a present help. Today, now. Okay, go ahead. Two sentences. The way you face your challenges depend on the roots you have in God, and God is always on the spot if we take the time to recognize his presence. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we call one compound sentence. <laughs> that's, that's good, that's good. Go ahead why I'm still standing here despite the cancer diagnosis from 2011 after I read Deuteronomy 7, 12 through 15 I learned that obedience to the doing of his will is of utmost importance as to why he will even remove any sickness or illness you have. Would you repeat that please so I can hear it very clearly. Yeah. I realized after 2011 while that after diagnosis 2011? of the metastatic cancer mm -hmm. I didn't okay. treat Cancer. And so I wondered over the years why I was still here. And uh, after reading Deuteronomy 7, 12 through 15, I learned that God said that if you obey me as to listen to all my commandments, I will remove even the disease, the evil diseases, well, at that time, from mm -hmm. Egypt. Mm -hmm. But we know today cancer is a big thing. Yes. And, so and God, yes. Why. Yeah, that's why you're here. Yeah. You're here. Okay, we're going to wrap 
Okay, last two. Oh, where? Okay, last three. And do, do you want to say something? Okay, so it's not last four, it's just last three. Okay. Loudly. The message has uh, inspired me to believe God for big sales. For big sales. The big sales and not just how they come, how, how much I believe. But let me, let me ask you a question. What are some of the things that you have on sale? Some apartment buildings. Apartment buildings? Okay. Okay. In case someone's looking for an apartment building, check her out. I don't know yet, but we'll find out. <laughs> you never know. Loudly, so I can hear you. Uh, well, I got my answer, and I realized that God is omnipresent. And through all the suffering, pain, and challenges, he was there only to draw me closer to him. That's it. That's it. That's it. I see two hands over there, and that's it. We're going we're gonna to wrap up. Let's make our way. Yeah. She said, let's make our way. I thought she was going to make the way. She says, let's make our way. Okay, we're coming. Why don't you come and meet us halfway? God thinks big. We're creating his image. So we should think big. Oh, God is big, and we are made in his image, so we should think big. I like that. I like that. Suffered a, a lot of trauma, a lot of loss when I was in the third grade, and my mother ingrained in me at that time, the 23rd Psalm, it was like osmosis almost. And Decades has passed, and I never forget it and lean on it. Yes, leaning on the Lord. Just leaning on the Lord in spite of everything. That's all you have. That's all, have. That's all we really have, the Lord. Okay. Did I see another hand? Dr. Daly, did I see your hand? Okay. Okay. Has this been helpful to you? My time is gone. I'm overtime now. Huh? That's all right? <laughs> I want to share... Um, how many of you honestly, honestly believe that I love you? I do. I really do. We love you. Love you. Love you. And you love me too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ministering to you is not hard for me because I'm in a, a, a group of persons where I feel loved and honored and respected. And I love you. I love you. I pray for you constantly. I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for your health. I pray for your prosperity. I pray for your family. That God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above. What's the next word? All. 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 Sometimes you forget it's all and not some. 
He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask, all we can think. So my question is, when are we going to begin to ask for bigger things? When are we going to begin to ask for things that only he could do? That only he can do. I mentioned already when we were trying to buy this campus, we didn't have any money. And to some it was absurd for you to try to buy a campus, 44 acres with all these 16 buildings and not have any money. But we had God. We had God. When Pastor Hyacinth went to the first bank, together, alone, financing, and the bank manager asked her, what are you trying to buy? She said, the campus, 7500 Germantown Avenue. And then the bank manager said to her, and when you lose it, who's going to pay us back? When you lose it, who's going to pay us back? And my wife didn't answer her. She just walked out. Because that bank manager was trying to prophesy that for us to do this, we'll definitely lose it. But we've been here 30 years. And we've been mortgage-free for 26 of the 30. 26 of the 30. I just want you, I'm wrapping up, I want you to begin to feel comfortable asking God for big things. God does not want you and me to ask him for the possible. He wants us to ask him for the impossible. It's the impossible that allows him to prove himself. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry could do the possible. But when we begin to ask God for the impossible, that's where God has a chance to prove himself. It might be in your, your healing of your body. It might be your finances. It might be your family. It might, whatever it is, whatever it is, ask him for the impossible. The things that seem impossible to you. Give him a chance to prove himself because he's Lord. He's Lord. Don't take your problems back home with you. Don't take all the luggage back home with you. Hmm? Don't go back and repeat the same problems. Nobody knows the trouble I see. But the truth is, they don't want to know. But they have troubles of their own. But let's grasp faith, because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. I, 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 want, I want to go through the rest of my life focusing on the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. Things not seen by a whole lot of people, but I'm seeing the possibilities of God at work. Heavenly Father, we praise and we thank you for this day. We thank you for everyone who's here. 
thank you for your word and for the participation of the family in your word. Your word is truth. Your word is life. Your word is light to our pathway. Help us not just to hear it, to capture it, to understand it, to go with it. This is our prayer today. And there might be somebody here who needs to make the decision to accept Jesus Christ as Savior. That is the only hope we have, to know him as Lord. That's why he died for our sins, to know him as Lord, to know him as Savior, the one who can forgive. And if that is your desire today, to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, just put your hand up and I'll see you. I'll see it. I'll see it. I want to know him, Jesus, as Savior and Lord, the one who can forgive me of my sins. Is there a person here today? Is there a person here today? Or is there a person here who feels that this is the place God wants you to be part of? This is the teaching church that God wants you to join so you can learn the things of God. You want to be a member of New Covenant. This is your des des desire. If that's you, could you just stand so I can see you? I want to be a member of New Covenant. Is there a yes, I see that. I see that. I see that. Yes, I see that. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Will you, will you, could you follow this couple, please? Give them a hand. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus right now, right now. He can save you, he can save you right now. Thank you, Father, we thank you. Thank you for everyone here all the families represented. May we leave this place with a sense of having worshipped God, having been fed, having been inspired through His Word and His will. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.